This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And welcome to Chop vs. the Podcast! <laughs> Episode 103 for Monday, January 30th, 2012. That was, of course, my Toronto Chuck viewing party. I want to thank everybody who came to that party, and I'm sure we all had lots of fun and lots of tears. Uh, in the Chuck season series finale. Oh my goodness, two-part episode. We will discuss it at length as well as a number of things that are on your brains. Um, of course, talking about the Chuck movie, etc. We'll get to it. Mel. Well, yes, the show has ended. And well, even before it ended, people were calling for a movie. When are we going to get a movie? We need a movie. And of course, with that ending, that just left things wide open. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the cries for a movie are going up all over. I've seen petitions, letter writing campaigns, et cetera, mentioned. And here's the thing. It's going to be at least two years before Fidek and Schwartz are ready to consider a movie. They've said so several times in a lot of different interviews. So I feel like any campaigns now are really just too early. Mm. We kind of need to let the dust settle, you know, let them have a little more time to, you know, they need to process too. This has been a big part of their lives. Yeah. And, you know, kind of let it settle. But, you know, if you, if you want to do something, if you feel like you need to do something to help support the possibility of a Czech movie, the best thing you can do is by the DVDs. Yeah. NBC has nothing to do with the possibility of a movie. They only have the TV broadcast rights. Warner Brothers produced the show, sold it to NBC in the U.S. to air, and, you know, other networks um, outside the U.S., but they are the ones that um, they have the rights to any movie possibilities at this point. So they're the ones that if you need to do something, you want to target them, and mm. the, the best thing to do, as always, as Chuck fans know, is target the bottom line. And that means buy the DVDs. Yeah. And, then, and there's huge, huge things at stake here. Because the thing is, with Warner Brothers, they've got the purse strings. And mm-hmm. and they're the, the be-all and end-all. They, they have the rights and they can say no, 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 no. Like Veronica Mars, uh, Alex at TV, TV Watch pointed that out on Twitter, that Veronica, Veronica Mars had a rabid fan base. Um, they, I mean, there was definitely, definitely traction. Rob Thomas, the creator of the show was, I mean, he had an idea in mind of what he wanted to do for a movie and he wanted to do it. It still hasn't happened. It may happen yet, but, uh, Warner Brothers has said no, 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 no. And so what are the things that could potentially make this happen is, um, and I think we can say this, it's been publicly posted on the internet. But uh, the first round of syndication did not include Chuck. Um, and so uh, that is not necessarily horrible news. It's not great news. But what it means is that there hasn't been enough traction yet to even get Chuck into syndication. And so that's what, what in the industry is called the mother load, um, where Warner Brothers can get a pile of new money back into this property. And so what is going to give traction for possible syndication is lots of interest in the DVDs. So if Warner Brothers sells a pile of DVDs, they can go to the advertisers and tell the advertisers, look, everybody's still pouring money into this property. There's a lot of interest. And so that could help them get syndication. Mm-hmm. Once they have syndication, they have a lot more money coming in. Money plus Chuck equals is something in their brains. And that's when they might be willing to either produce the money, them, uh, the movie themselves, or possibly 
uh, sell the rights to to Josh and Chris. I I would say, and and there's been some ideas present presented, like say for instance, could we do a Kickstarter campaign? Okay, let's just entertain that idea for a second. Kickstarter campaign. Let's just say, and I think this is pretty optimistic. A hundred thousand people give ten dollars each, and we have a million dollars. And I, I'm picturing um, Austin Powers million dollars. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a, mod, a lot of money. But it's actually not a lot of money. One million dollars doesn't pay for for one act of a TV show. Uh, I mean, a TV one a single hour of television costs like three or four million bucks to 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 buy, let alone a feature film. And if it was a feature film, e- even just straight to DVD, a million bucks is not going to make it happen. Um, but let's just say we could buy the the rights for a million bucks and hand them over to to Chris Fedak. Uh, first of all, it's not going to happen right now. It's not going to happen before the season five DVDs are released. It's not going to happen before Warner Brothers gets syndication rolling. The other thing too is when syndication is rolling, that's when there's going to be a lot of brand new eyes on Chuck. It's going to be playing at different time slots. People are going to pop on the TV and say, oh, what's this cool show? And so you're going to get a lot more um, interest in a movie at that point. So Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We all love the idea of a Chuck movie, but it's it's there's a there's a process that it's going to take, or process, I guess you could say in the states. Um, it it doesn't happen just right the day after the yeah. the series finale airs. Right, and again, to to underscore that, we want to target the bottom line and the bottom line of Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's. That's the, the, the main point that we have. And um, I know we also have a lot of questions coming in about when the season five DVDs will be available and whether or not there will be a complete series box set. Um, I assume the answer to the second question is yes, because, I mean, studios love box sets. Mm-hmm. They can, even if you've already bought seasons one through four separately, they know that you'll buy seasons, you know, you'll buy a complete series box set too. Mm-hmm. So, um that that's probably a given. We don't have the release date for season five on DVD yet, but expect Mm -hmm. to hear that pretty soon. Um, It should be, my guess is going to be that it will be out in March or April. Yeah. That's what it's looking like. They've already uh, produced several of the extras uh, for the set. And, you know, they just have a few more things to do. So, yeah. And if you're planning on pre-ordering Chuck season five on DVD or Blu-ray, or actually any of the other Chuck DVDs or Blu-rays, what better place to do it than at the podcast site? Just go to chuckpodcast.com and right at the very top of the site, you see the little pictures of the Chuck DVDs. Click there and it takes you to Chuckazon, a place where you can get all things Chuck. And the purchases are exactly identical to as if you had purchased purchased them from amazon.com. So as soon as Chuck is released, you will get your season five shipped to you, and a tiny bit of that purchase will go to help support the podcast, which will help us keep bringing these episodes to you. While you're there, take a look around. There's also DVDs from the cast and crew and other projects that they've been in. There's books that might be of interest to you, like the Chuck comic book. And if you click on the Amazon.com link at the top left of Chuckazon, you can browse Amazon.com's entire site. And everything that you purchase in that same session will actually go to support the podcast. So please think of this. It would help us a lot. Thanks. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was an implication made 
that to once the series finale had aired, that it was going to be made available online? That is the impression that I was given. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't, as of right the second, I haven't seen that happen yet. But that was the impression I was given is that once it, the series finale aired on NBC, all the rights were rever- revert back to Warner Brothers. And then they would put it out on, you know, iTunes, Amazon, et cetera. And so the rights revert back to them. Hmm. Uh, I think that was the issue was um, it was just it's always about money. Yeah. And, about yeah money. And, and NBC didn't want to pay for the streaming rights during the season, which meant that Warner Brothers couldn't release it either. So hmm. that's how those agreements work. So they um, yeah, I expect to see if not actually see the uh, episodes online in the next week or two, then just see an announcement of when they're going to be available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and watch Chuck TV, watch our Twitter feeds. You will yep. know really yep. quickly. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. We'll deal with that, you know, at the end of the podcast too, but Chuck TV.net is not going anywhere. Mel is in gray. We're not going anywhere. You know <laughs> yeah. <what? laughs> My trip to Mars. Finally, I can take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the wilds of Africa. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. Yeah. Well, speaking of Warner Brothers and releasing, um, we're participating in a campaign now to ask Warner Brothers to release Tim Jones' beautiful Chuck score on CD. Mm. And didn't you just love, 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 love that score oh. in the episodes? Oh, yeah. It that was so beautiful. Episode. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That so, so, so beautiful. I, for one, would love to have this CD. So mm. um, it's a letter writing campaign and shouldn't take more than five minutes of your time. So visit ChuckTV.net uh, slash Tim Jones CD. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, for for all the details and yeah. um, and questions. If you have any, of course, you know where to go for those. Yeah. And speaking about Chuck composer Tim Jones and his awesome soundtracks, I am so excited to announce a couple of things. One is that for the rest of this podcast, we're actually going to be able to have Chuck soundtrack music underneath our discussion, uh, thanks to Tim Jones. And also, we have decided to add another podcast to our release schedule because Tim Jones will be coming on to talk about scoring the finale. So there will be a special interview with Chuck composer Tim Jones out in the next week or so talking about scoring the finale. And then we'll continue with the podcast that we had planned. Yeah. And uh, speaking about the future, and no, I'm not going to go to Mars. Um, future podcast schedule, we are going to have some. First of all, Really, really, really exciting. And I know we've seen, there's been a lot of kind of interviews with Josh Schwartz and Chris Vidak. Uh, I, I didn't watch any of them before the finale because I didn't want to spoil anything. Now that the finale is done, I'm going to spend the next week going online and finding every single thing mm-hmm. <laughs> about about the finale and, and all of these cool interviews. And they did hours, literally hours of interviews with, um, I mean, with Google. Google had, the, had a whole hour long one and and a bunch of stuff like that. So I would urge you to do, do that. I mean, this is definitely cathartic to, to, to do. Um, and we want to let everything settle. And so within about three weeks, I think that'll, that'll have happened. Everybody will have had to breathe and we've, we'll have talked the finale to death and, and um, all the people inside the show will have had some time to rest. And then the week of February 20th, we're going to have an extended interview with Chuck co-creator Chris Fedak. That is awesome. 
Um, and that will be where we will entertain, of course, discussion about the, the a retrospective look at, at the series. So make sure to get your questions in in terms of every, everything from uh, from that retrospective look. But then also that will, will be when we're going to be able to talk about things like the, the Chuck movie. Um, then towards the end of March, and I think this is awesome, uh, we're going to have an interview with Mo Ryan from AOL TV. And of course, she's been on the podcast a couple of times now. She's a huge supporter of Chuck, and we always appreciate her insights into the character. And I know that she just she just loved uh, season five. So um, that is going to actually be for now our concluding podcast. We have no plans for releasing any podcasts after that. Um, of course, we will be back if there's anything significant that happens, like, say, for instance, a massive explosion at, at Comic-Con for Chuck, or um, maybe even when it goes into syndication, or if there's a Chuck movie happening, we will be there. The The podcast site will be up for at least three years, and I can keep it up indefinitely if there's interest, so don't worry about that. Yeah, that last podcast will be our love letter to you. Yeah, with lots of tears, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, they're going to be happening today. Just a warning, you guys. It's not yeah. pretty. I'm not a pretty crier. Chuck mm. versus the podcast versus the Kleenex. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, uh, the elephant in the room is our two-part series finale, and we're going to talk about that in a second after a quick word from our sponsors. This week's featured sponsors have products that help your computer. Don't have enough PCI slots in your computer? Magma.com can add more. Even high-end graphics or storage cards, starting at $829. Or take a look at NetStore with PCI expansion enclosures starting at $499. FX Factory by Noise Industries powers hundreds of visual effects for Final Cut Pro, Motion, Final Cut Express, and Adobe After Effects. Part two of our sponsor messages will be after the episode discussion. And we're back. First, well, do we? I think we should probably talk about both episodes kind of together-ish, but let's start with um, Chuck versus Sarah. And if we naturally roll into Chuck versus Goodbye, that can, of course, happen. Chuck versus Sarah. Oh, my goodness. How hard to watch. Ah. Uh, it was intense. It was really yeah. intense. I don't know that it was... It wasn't really hard for me to watch, but it was... Whew, there was a lot happening. It was very emotional. Very emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I I found it intense and and, um, and hard to watch. Uh, it, I nail-biter for sure. I, I've lost three nails <laughs> in the last week. Yeah. And, um, and cried a lot. I started crying during... Chuck versus Sarah, and mm-hmm. um, then off and on through the rest of it. So it was hard. It was hard to see um, Sarah looking at Chuck the way she was, that cold, mm-hmm. heartless um, look on her face when she was, you know, pretending, you know, that she was still the old Sarah, you know, mm-hmm. Mrs. Mrs. Bartowski. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, that that was really hard for me to see. Mm. Yeah, and, and boy, um, it's interesting. Actually, to me, it was a really interesting window into what Sarah was really like in the beginning. Yeah. Because it was, it was pre yeah. it was pre Burbank Sarah. That was Graham's enforcer that they mentioned way back in season one. 
Yeah. That was her before she met Chuck. And, you know, I think it just really underlined, thank God she met Chuck. Mm-hmm. Look, oh, absolutely. Look who she could have been for the rest of her life if she hadn't met Chuck. Yeah. Um, and, and there was there was some questions raised about um, the, the, the fact that everybody knew that she could lose her memories with the intersect. And so when she came in, um, some people thought, well, wouldn't they have known right away? Wouldn't they have been asking her questions, etc.? Um, you know, I, I think everybody knew that she could lose memories like, like Morgan mm-hmm. did, but nobody knew that Quinn would have those cards to completely right. erase things. Exactly. They thought they still had time because she had just lost a couple of things. Yeah. And then she was back a day later. I mean, yeah. they had all they had was Morgan to go on, and it didn't happen that quickly for him. Mm-hmm. Especially, to, I mean, and to, to that degree, he lost parts of... I think what we saw was he lost a weekend. That was like the largest chunk of time. Yeah. The largest memory that he lost. And it was, um, well, I guess maybe back in, you know, the whole um, bullying thing in, in junior high. But it wasn't it wasn't so drastic. It wasn't five whole years of his life gone. Mm-hmm. And in, in one day, you know, it was kind of gradual. And I think that they just didn't expect that to be. And then she came back and she said, Quinn's dead. And I don't have the intersect anymore. Mm-hmm. So they didn't feel like, and she seemed like the old Sarah, so they didn't have a reason to suspect mm-hmm. at the first, at first. Yeah. And boy, did I think that, and, and you know, we had, we had talked about that. She was going to see that picture and everything was going to come flooding back. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting to me. And I, and definitely now we know what, what Yvonne Strahovski meant when she said that the end was slightly tragic. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting that even right to the end, she never got her memories back. Like there were hints, mm-hmm. um, like at the Wienerlicious, and and hints of her remembering that Chuck and Sarah, yeah. but no no flood. Well, see, this is what I I was thinking about this because of course we were just, we've been discussing it endlessly on the website. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about this in context of a conversation I was having with a fan who was having a really really hard time with the fact that she didn't have that flood of memories come back at least what we saw who knows maybe mm-hmm. this was magic mm-hmm. but if you look at how it was structured the first thing she remembered was that she had written she had carved the the sarah you know sarah plus chuck mm-hmm. that she had carved that that's the first thing she remembered and that had been just a couple of weeks beforehand mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago and so i wonder if that then is what's triggered her other memories coming back but it wasn't it was from the from oldest to newest, not newest to oldest. Mm-hmm. So she was starting to remember things from way back in, you know, season one. Yeah. That was starting to come yeah. back. And so it's just kind of gradually, they're moving ahead, moving forward. And she had already regained several, several memories by, you know, in just a couple of days again, or I guess mm-hmm. a couple of weeks had passed by the time they were on the beach. So, you know, I think that's what, the we have to ask Fedek for sure, but it seemed like that's what they had established was that remembering that recent memory triggered mm. the beginning of the return of her memories, starting with the yeah. list and coming forward. Yeah. So, so the implication would be that six months down the road or a year down the road, she might actually regain a lot of her memories. Yeah. I don't know if if she, that long. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Long. I mean, because she made tremendous progress 
between from who we saw at the beginning of episode 12 and who we saw at the end of episode 13. To me, hmm. that was we started with pre-Burbank Sarah and we ended with at least middle season three Sarah. Hmm. You know, telling Chuck, well, asking Chuck, initiating that kiss and basically reaching out to him and saying, you know what, I want to remember. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, and when you think it took five years to transform that Sarah into new Sarah. Exactly. And that that kind of thing, starting from scratch, doesn't happen overnight. It, it could be a little accelerated, but uh, but not not overnight and not in two weeks. No, not in two weeks. Now, I think, you know, I, it, from what I saw on the beach, by the time we got to that point, and, and I said this after I watched it, thank God I got to watch it early so that I could be prepared for everybody. But <laughs> um, they... From what I saw, she the memories were coming back. She was coming back, and you know we were actually pretty close. It wasn't that far in the future to, that she would be back to the Sarah who remembered how much she loved Chuck and who did did love Chuck. Mm. You know, not just remembered it, but felt it. Yeah. So I I thought it was a beautiful and poetic ending. I loved it. It was yeah. it was bold. It was unexpected, but I loved it. Yeah. How many people, how many couples get a chance at a do-over like that, huh? Oh, I know. You know, I just thought asked, that was sweet. Somebody yeah. who is, is not happy with the ending was challenging me and said, well, how would you have felt if it had been Chuck, not Sarah, who was on that beach with just barely, you know, having remembered just a few things from the last five years? And you know what? I think that might have been better. Mm-hmm. I think I might have liked that even more. Mm-hmm. But anyway... But yes, the Sarah in five twelve was pre Burbank Sarah, um, and and wow, wow, mm, yeah, wow, killer. Kudos, kudos to Yvonne Strahovski and Zachary Levi in these two episodes. Man, that oh, was yeah. some outstanding acting. They really the emotion. Oh gosh, and Zach, you know, in the house in the dream house. Mm, oh my gosh, yeah. oh, I cried my eyes out. I that was just <laughs> so so heavy, so heavy. I could not stop crying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I really thought at that point that, you know, something might happen. I, I don't know, like he would put, pull out that picture or mm-hmm. something. That's when I thought that she would just, you know, all of a sudden remember, you know, a, a lot of things, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, to have her react the way she did was so surprising to me and here's Chuck still crying and heartbroken and I'm still crying and heartbroken and all of a sudden there's that you know, um, I did my job too well. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Then oh, it was yeah. like gasp. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know, it, it, the funny thing is flip it around the other way. And, and if, if that was really what she was thinking after Chuck poured his heart out, um, to her, if he had shown her that picture with the, the baby and everything, maybe it would have just spun her the other way like she she's even when she finally believed everything she said i just don't have it emotionally like i and and so if he had shown her that baby that could have just made her run good point because she had just come to the point where she was ready to have kids and and in that you know house with the picket fence she had just put a place emotionally where she could handle that before then she had been she'd been really scared of it we'd seen it over and over yeah good point yeah that sarah was that could yeah she was not ready for that at all mm-hmm. but then to have to have her say that and then for Quinn to come in right after that and say oh by the way I was lying about the whole thing yeah holy crap yeah, yeah. <laughs> just 
Wham, so wham. What a number to be done on her then too. You know, I mean, <laughs> she. It, we're lucky that it didn't, you know, like drive her crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so much being thrown at her and then the memory of carving those words into the wall, you know, and then and then he turns, Quinn turns and tries to, you know, shoot her and kill her, have Chuck, Chuck, bleh, jump in the way. It, mm. it was such oh, that a was whole, awesome. whole lot of stuff that happened in that, those couple of minutes. Yeah. I really, I'm glad you mentioned that. I love that Chuck jumped in front of her. If she didn't believe him before, mm-hmm. yeah. that had to have done it. That had to clinch it for her. Yeah. 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 That he and then for him it. to tell her to run, that they yeah. were coming yeah. after yeah. her. Exactly. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Yeah. Yeah. That was an and amazing episode. And some great character stuff. Like like when after Chuck jumps in in front of the bullet, how she still um isn't a hundred percent there. Like she she's is like, I believe you. But I don't feel it. But I, I don't, don't feel it. it. Yeah, and then it just it plays so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but yet man. she did re- she but she did show concern. Mm-hmm. right away for for chuck so you so know she was starting to remember she was starting to feel it again and maybe not remember but to feel it again feel it yeah well i you know i don't, I don't even know that i i think like i got the impression through this episode that um it wasn't her connecting emotionally it was her piecing together details as a spy mm-hmm. like it like in the sense of the the, the whole thing about the the cold toes and when when um, yeah. Chuck goes across to Ellie, and and I first when I first viewed that I thought, oh, so she's going to start to connect emotionally. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that she was connecting emotionally; she was piecing together details that were making her not corroborate Quinn's story. Yeah, making her question him and his motives. Yeah, mm-hmm. although it's, she did, mm-hmm. she also she you know she kind of veered the wrong direction there. I think she was starting to really question him, but she also he said she's in on it. Ellie's in on it. Yeah, and so she decided, okay, that must be what that is. Mm-hmm. That, like it was some conversation just for her benefit. Like they knew that she would follow Chuck. I don't know. That was. I understand where she was coming. You know why she might have thought that, but that was mm-hmm. kind of like that. Really, Sarah? Let's think that through. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so I think hands down, Nicholas Quinn is the ultimate worst villain they've ever had <laughs> on that show. <laughs> I didn't hate him as much as I hated Decker, but I hated him a lot. I hated yeah. him a whole lot. And I'm sorry, i he was ten times worse than Shaw. Ten times. Yeah. You know, Shaw didn't take five years of Sarah's life from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and her feelings for Chuck and, and everything. You know. Although she never took off the ring, her wedding no, ring. She didn't. Well, I mean she's a spy, and that's part of her. It's her cover, cover yeah. And- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and boy, uh, with with Quinn, um, it it's so interesting that he could have done all of this himself, but he wanted the the corkscrew oh. of Sarah doing it to Chuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he told Chuck outright, "I'm going to take everything from you." Yeah, and that's what he did. Oh man, yeah, he's. I'm glad he's dead. Uh, he was the worst. Not just mostly dead. <laughs> He's all dead. He's all dead. Finally. It took three times, but they got him. Yeah. <sighs> I was hoping for him to get sucked out that airplane, let me tell uh, you. 
But how about that yeah. opening scene with the fight in her old apartment, her old hotel room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throws him out the window and holds him there with the yeah. arm around the neck. Oh. Ah. Yeah, that was hardcore Sarah right there. Yeah. Yeah. And she she didn't trust him right away. And and it's funny. And and I actually looking back, um, she was cold, Sarah. But she wasn't fully on board with Quinn even after she started playing along with him. She was still just kind of piecing everything together. And I think, as you said, that goes back to her being a, a really good spy. Yeah. She was. She knew something was off, but she's going to play it this way until she knows for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then when she did find out for sure, you know, it was the it was heartbreaking and yeah. Yeah, and, and and interesting that even after... So Chuck takes a bullet for her. Um, she knows that Quinn is lying. Has has lied to her through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And yet when Casey comes into her apartment, she still holds out the knife. Well, yeah, she doesn't completely trust him either. But I love that scene. Yeah, yeah that, was a, too. that was a callback to the end of... <clears throat> excuse me. To the end of American Hero. Yeah. When she's packing and he comes to tell her she knows. She knows Chuck. Yeah. You know? Oh, and let's let's talk about the callbacks. We have a whole and, long list of them. Bunch of them. Oh my goodness. Well, and and you know, it, it's a funny thing because I really, really, really appreciated how well they brought closure to the, to the whole series. Like I, all of these callbacks to me, it like every single one just felt like it was. They were such beautiful bookends yeah. to what had happened. Mm-hmm. I particularly love that sequence in um, Goodbye, where they do pilot, helicopter, tango, sizzling shrimp, all in a row. Yeah, I just love that. As I was watching it, I was I was keeping kind of a, a stream of consciousness diary as I was watching it the first time, and I was like, Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! I see what's happening here. Oh man, that was so cool. Yeah, and, so, and how they do a wienerlicious in Berlin. And, well, oh. yeah, that was the sizzling shrimp. That whole fight. I mean, yeah. even some of the choreography was exactly the same as that fight in the wienerlicious in sizzling shrimp. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. And then Chuck shooting down the airplane or the helicopter. Oh, that that in our finale party that brought the biggest laughs yeah. of the whole double thing. And, and then it was Morgan who like did the face palm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. L- literally, we we rewound that several times. Yes. We did too. We did too. <laughs> we had to watch that a couple more times because I had my three nieces with me, my three oldest, and then a little twenty, but nieces with us and. Um, watching and uh, like, it, you know that's right before the commercial and they're like oh my gosh we gotta watch it again yeah. that's hilarious yeah. Casey's, oh. Casey's reaction to it <laughs> shut down my yeah. helicopter with my own gun <laughs> and actually, I, I, got, I got a call from one of the people who came to the finale party who I guess rewatched this morning again and was like I can't believe how many things I missed because there was so much cheering and laughing and all that kind of thing that we missed so many lines. Even though, though we would go back and replay things, mm-hmm. um, there, there were so many details in like little little jokes and jests and things that uh, I, I, I know I, I can't. I've already watched it twice now and I can't wait to go back. Yeah, same here. It's it's really it, it really gets better and better the more you watch it. It really does because yeah. you see it genuinely is a love letter to the fans. Yes. Um, I had someone here with me watching it, and at the end of it, I said, "Well, you know, I'm trying to 
manage the chat room and everybody freaking out over the ending and I look over and she's just in tears and I said well what did you think and she said it took her a minute and she says you know I just feel like this whole thing was such a love letter to the fans <laughs> and she doesn't read yeah. any of that stuff she had never heard that phrase I hadn't said it mm -hmm. she and she just came up with that and I was like wow that's so cool that you totally got that yeah so it worked yeah. mm -hmm. it worked I totally felt it you know I was watching it here um of course, I watched it earlier in the week, and I'm glad I did because I actually ended up having uh, a couple more people here than I originally thought. And um, the, the two of the people that were here hadn't watched Chuck. Mm. It was just yeah, same at our, at our party. So, and now they want to go back and watch all four, four, five seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but my my daughter was with me, and so she, it was fun to see her reaction to some of the stuff. You know, and um, <laughs> of course she was in the crowd that you know, oh Sarah better get all her memories back. They better not leave us like that. <laughs> so I just kind of looked at her and smiled. But uh -huh. you know, there was a lot going on because the other two had not seen it. They really didn't get it. Um, mm. They didn't get, you know, because I still got emotional during some of those key yeah. parts and. You know, they weren't really getting it. And I finally said, look, you guys haven't been invested in it for five years. And mm -hmm. so you don't have the connection right now. So I get it. But there was a lot of commotion and I missed a whole lot. And then, you know, trying to keep up with Twitter and, um, you know, peeking in on the chat room. It was difficult. So I definitely need to just go and watch it like really by myself. Mm. Just me. Yeah. yeah. That's how I watched oh, it the how? first time, all by myself, middle of the night. I couldn't sleep, and I got the notification that it was available on the press site, and I thought, you know what? There's no way I'm going to sleep now. Yeah. I, may as well just, <laughs> I may as well just watch it. So well, I did, I... And, and I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to do that and kind of say goodbye on my yeah. own. Mm. You know? And actually, it was, with, it, was kind of, it was with Vidak, actually, sort of, because mm -hmm. I, I sent him my diary, you know, my, my running commentary after the first one, and he came online, and... And he waited until I finished watching the second one. He waited until I sent him that one too. And then he yeah. emailed me right back. And, and that was just a really nice way for me to get through, to kind of just mm. push on through to the end of that five stages of grief, yeah. you know, and, and really process and everything. Yeah. I, my son watched it with me the first time and, you know, it was still hard. I, you know, started tearing up at one point and he's watching me instead of watching yeah. the show and he's mom why is your face getting red <laughs> well there's a distraction right there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i really think that everybody that's you know everybody that's been a fan of this for so long deserves to sit and watch it alone just completely alone no internet no you know no twitter no email nothing distracting you just sit watch it absorb it and then come and tell us how you feel about it Yes. because mm. I think that that's really you need to have your own personal goodbye and you yeah. can't there's something definitely something to be said for watching it with everybody else with a bunch of other fans mm -hmm. whether in person or online and having that communal experience because that's been such a part of the Chuck experience and yeah. the Chuck yeah. phenomenon is that feeling of community but I think also just for especially for those of us that have been so invested you do you need to sit down and watch it alone with nothing else going on just mm -hmm grab your box of Kleenex and your snacks and sit there and just experience it. Yeah. 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 
So I loved Casey through this um, when Mm. Beckman came in and said, I need general. I need the general. Colonel. We're going to. The colonel. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he's, she's. Yeah, right. She's the general. He's the the colonel. Right. So, um, and he gives out with a grunt and, and then, and then denies the call from, from Alex. You know, you knew that he was, he was going to be serious about this. He's going after this guy. And it was kind of cool to see that old um, soldier back again, mm-hmm. you know. And and Morgan bringing him down. That was awesome. That was yeah. a wonderful, wonderful scene. I'm so glad mm-hmm. that it was Morgan that did that. That, yeah. you know, even sitting in a chair, he stood toe-to-toe with mm-hmm. John Casey. And, and uh, Lieutenant Paris. Yeah. What's that? Lieutenant Paris, too. Mm-hmm. Right, that was, that oh, was yeah. Robbie McNeil's cameo was in the helicopter. Yeah. yeah, I I had to I had to rewind and point that out to everybody because because people didn't see it. Yeah, and he also of course directed the final episode and he directed the first episode too, didn't he? Uh, I don't. No, I think that was McGee that directed the first one. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's directed. I think he's um, directed every finale. All six of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh, and how much fun was it when Mama B showed up? <laughs> oh, and that was such a callback to the first time she and Sarah met. And yeah. I was like, "Well, there's my mother." And Jesus, and yeah. Like, so what? Well, she's behind you with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what do we say about Baby Clara? Oh, Firearms. The hands over her eyes. Oh my goodness, we that was fell so... over laughing. That yeah. Oh, that was oh. so funny. Oh. And then, and then Mama B turning around. I'm so sorry. Mommy, he left you. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, you get the idea that this has happened before. Yes. That her with the guns and the baby. Know, yeah, because Ellie comes in and she's like, why are there guns out? <laughs> that was, and you know what? I also really loved, and I think it took me a couple of watches to, to realize it, is I just love the fact that they just came walking into Castle. You know, this is yeah. such a family thing now. The fact that the spy yeah. business—it's just you know, <laughs> here we are. Oh, and here's the baby. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really got a kick out of that, and it just felt, you know, it kind of felt full circle. Oh, and and what about how Big Mike is told everything and doesn't Good. believe it? Well, if Jester told you that, would you believe it? Especially where they were uh-huh. the heroes, and you know. Yeah, <laughs> but did you? I got such a kick out of the fact that they they sold the buy more to Subway. That yeah. was a really cool shout out. That was fun. Mm. Yeah, was fun. and you yeah. know they said in in um, was it Bullet Train that they said that they wanted or no 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 um 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 what, what came before Bullet Train? Bo Derek. Mm-hmm. They said at the beginning, you know, that they wanted to get rid of the the uh, the stupid cousin basically they were gonna get the buy <laughs> yeah. more and so they did apparently they sold it to subway mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so they can go on with the cyber terrorism thing yeah now uh we we have to talk about the big climax the whole sequence at the uh the orchestra yeah. i yeah oh. our, our our night was just cheering through this whole yeah. thing <laughs> I don't know why that made me cry harder than anything else. Uh-huh. Both times, as soon as the Jeffster walked out on stage, I lost it. Uh-huh. Here I go again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about that scene, but I think it's 
I think, you know, knowing what it's meant to Vic and Scott to be Jeffster and to be, to do yeah. those performances. Um, and then also just, um, well, it was a great song. Yeah. yeah. You know, that too. And it's always emotional when Jeffster gets to sing. You always know that there's some big emotional thing happening. So I think maybe we've yeah. been conditioned. You know what? That's what I'm going to go with. I've been conditioned <laughs> to expect something emotional when they sing. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's there's also I mean having that orchestra there, um, it was it was just a big scene, and I I know and now it's a little more common. I, I remember when I first heard the Tea Party did did this thing with an orchestra, uh, together, and it was incredibly moving. Mm -hmm. And there's something about having an actual orchestra behind this this rock music mm -hmm. that elevates it. It makes it, it, turns it in. Yeah, it makes it an anthem, which yeah. is my favorite. Yeah. I love anthem, anthemic mm -hmm. songs. Yeah. I just love them. And, and yeah. yeah, you're right. It did. It made it an anthem. And then to have all these wonderful callbacks happening. I mean, obviously, that was Fat Lady with the, you know, the, the concert hall and the bomb that responds to the yeah. music. And then, you know, Chuck and Sarah up on the roof, you know, confronting Quinn. And Sarah shoots him like she did Mauser, Lieutenant Mauser in Santa Claus. And, yeah. and Chuck decides he has to make this huge decision. Oh, and that yeah. was the intersect, which is always, you know, emotional An emotional. It's always a big moment, but for it to be at the expense of Sarah regaining her memories and she is on board with that. That was yeah. huge. Well, you know, here here is a, a, again, you know, Chuck showing one of the things that made Sarah fall in love with him anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, um, besides, you know, not not wanting to shoot anybody. He's just, yeah. you know, but that scene right there where Chuck, you know, he, it's these sacrifices that he'll make and the reasons behind them. The, these are some of the things that made Sarah fall in love with him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of want to believe that at that point, you know, um, her feelings started to, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little twinge, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, because mm -hmm. she's the well, same well, yeah. Sarah. She's a right. sister that fell in love with him in the first place. So yeah. why wouldn't those things still make her fall in love with him? Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, well, and back, back to the pilot, the very, very thing initially that made her protect him against Casey was when she saw that mm -hmm. in him. So all yeah. these things, um, Chuck and Sarah are still Chuck and Sarah. Exactly. And the, it's inevitable that they end up together. It's inevitable. It's written. It's written. <laughs> so so let it be written. So let it be done. Yeah, they're soulmates. I mean, they've said that from the very beginning that these two are soulmates. Yeah. And that's, you know, we've seen it over and over and over, which yeah. I think is is one reason that it's never been a question for me that they would be together. Mm-hmm. No, they, they, of course they will. Yeah. They're soulmates. Yeah, and, and this, it, I, I just love that it ended with... And as much as, you know, Chuck wanted to destroy the intersect. Um, mm -hmm. And remember that emotional scene where it's like, this has taken everything away. It has hurt so many people. And I love the fact that, true to his character, he'll, he'll do this thing. He'll take on this thing that has hurt so much mm -hmm. to save somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, to save. Yeah, the, 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 what is it? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's been him from the beginning. And, yeah, and, or the one. Yeah, and that's been and this this completes. And, and I know uh, Matt, Matt G, and a couple other people were talking about the hero journey for uh, mm -hmm. for Chuck. 
And this completes his hero journey because, because now it's not something that's thrust on him. It's something that he chooses. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Again, he's chosen it again. Yeah. No, he did back at the end of season two, but now he's chosen it knowing exactly what it means and, and not just knowing what it means to him, you know, physically and emotionally to have the intersect, but knowing what it means to not be able to give Sarah her memories back via the intersect. Yeah. It's, that was powerful. That was a powerful moment. Oh, yeah. And then for them to go, be able to go down and have her remember Irene Demova. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh tears, because mm-hmm. to me that was it was, yep, she's you know she's coming back. She is. Mm-hmm. She may not have known exactly what that meant, and she's trying to be cautious, and not get her hopes up and not get his hopes up, but it's coming back to her. Yeah, she's she's remembering and right. right. Yeah, that was a a wonderful moment. Mm-hmm. Which is why I love the way it ended again. Um, would I have liked for Sarah to have all her memories back? Yes, I. I would have. It would have been nice. But the fact that it didn't happen makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Um, and the way it ended, you know, just with the two of them on the beach, you know, with that magical kiss. Mm-hmm. I just think that was just so beautiful. And like again, it just totally made sense. Yeah. It, it, it on so sense. many levels. And, and you know what? If, if, let's just, let's just jump aside for a second and consider what if they had just made a pat ending where all her memories flood, flood back and she's a-okay. You know, I, I actually prefer this because it keeps me thinking about the story. Yes, exactly. And, I, and that's what I loved about yeah. it so much. You know, they, they gave that to us. You know, here's, don't ever, you know, it's kind of a way of saying, you know, you'll never forget Chuck and Sarah. Yeah. You won't forget them. You'll always be thinking, what happened after that kiss? Yeah. Oh, I like that, Liz. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, I mean, a pat ending, you know, a tidy little ending with a flash forward showing how everybody's doing and they're faring so well. And, you know, it's all happily ever after with some danger for Casey. <laughs> that is his happily, well, that ever, is his after. happily ever after. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that would have been nice. It would have. It would have been a nice, tidy ending for the show. But and I know that they would have done it well because they do those kinds of things. Well, those heartwarming scenes, they do them really well. But. I, I'm with you guys. I really feel like this stayed true to the show mm-hmm. and it this way for these two that they, it was, a, it, to me, it was, it was a very hopeful ending for them. Yeah. And, they, and it wasn't really an ending. It was a beginning yeah. from, right. from my perspective, which to me was instead of feeling like, Oh, and now it's over. I feel like, Oh, I wonder what they're doing next. You know, yeah. it's, it's just a very, it's subtle, but it's a different and a, a more, it's a forward-looking ending versus a backward-looking ending. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, nothing's set in stone. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, we can go on and imagine. I'm sure the fanfic authors are just thrilled to bits that they had this to work with. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and should there be a movie, then there's plenty of, for, uh, of, of material for them to explore. They've left it in a, in a way that they can have, you know, we can either have a movie where Sarah's dealing with get her memories coming back, or maybe they're not all the way back and they're out doing these missions and they kind of start coming back or they're all the way back now and they're off doing something. I mean, there's, there's so much potential 
for just those two characters, let alone the way that they left it with everybody else. Mm -hmm. so. Right, right. I was just going to say, Casey going after Gertrude, which we knew was going to happen. I called it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet was that hug with Alex. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, that was that was that. so precious. The look on her face too, you know. Well, um, and just know how Adam and McKenna have connected to yeah. made that real. Special. Yeah. So we have Casey going off to, with Gertrude. We have Morgan and Alex moving in together, which could be a funny sitcom if you think about it. <laughs> and and then you have the Awesomes coming to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> which of course Ryan McPartland is from Chicago, yeah. right? From the area. So I thought that was really neat. Mm -hmm. going back to the Midwest and Sarah Lancaster is from Kansas city. You know, right. you're my friends. So I kind of love that they went to the Midwest. Yeah. That yeah. That was cool. So many things that they could do, you know, so many, I mean, even spinoff shows, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, well, well Jeffster isn't going to be huge in Germany. I mean, they love Hasselhoff, <laughs> so you know, they're going to love Jeffster. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That is, that is funny. And, yeah. um, also, what you know, and and I think one of the things that this show does beautifully, when Chuck proposes to Sarah, in the background as that floor cleaner is in the foreground, and you just see that little tiny glimpse, and then it makes you imagine everything. Yeah. Um, I loved the fact, and they could have they could have had two or three minutes at the end of playing back scenes from the series, mm -hmm. but they had just. A few choice ones, and you saw a little bit of a reaction in her face, and then a little bit more, and then you saw her genuinely laughing, and these little snippets to to just suggest that she was reconnecting, mm -hmm. and and then just let us let us think, let, let us dream, let us you and know. Then at the end, she was in tears. Yeah. She was crying. Yeah. yeah, she was. Don't tell me that's not. Don't tell me that's season one, Sarah. That's not season one, Sarah. Yeah. No, she's. She's well on her way back. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and and Chuck's the one doing it, which is also so precious. Yeah. But, you know, this relationship between the two of them is so strong that even though she doesn't remember and she doesn't feel, she, you know, at that point she, she was not feeling and she was confused about how she was supposed to move ahead, having lost all of these memories. Chuck's the one that is going to be the one that can, can bring him back for her, yeah. you know? And if he so, got that far, that fast... There's no question. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's no question. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can we talk about when she was watching the, the mission logs? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Sarah Walker Chronicles. Oh, my yes. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh, Yvonne, just, that just brought me to my knees. That oh, was yeah. insane. Watching her, watching those videos, and and finally getting the the romance from, you know, the falling in love from her perspective. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a gift. That was just priceless i'm yes. so glad they did that and that they let us uh, see yvonne watching it or see sarah watching it and kind of realizing that she had she was in love with him that she did fall in love with him and it wasn't a recent thing it yeah. happened on day like 546 yeah that was <laughs> yeah. so neat that was so neat to see like after that kiss because because and, and, and i love that little little line where he acknowledged the fact and we tried to deny it afterwards or, or what did we yes. say but yet we really see after that kiss, it meant a lot to her. It did. Oh, just, yeah, her video log from that day was really something. And then the one where she's like, you know, it's really calm right now. Nothing's happening. And, you know, I'm, I'm in love with him. I don't know what to do. I'm in love with him. Oh, beautiful. That, that's beautiful. Between, um, that's right before first kill. It's between um, 
oh gosh somebody worked out the dates it's uh it's between it was during the shaw time mm-hmm. so i feel a little vindicated <laughs> um, she was it was before first kill it was before she packed her bags at you know an american hero she knew who she was going with she knew who she was in love with at that point yeah and now we know it's canon it's set in stone yeah she was in love with him before first kill boy and then you know obviously she thought he killed someone and that kind of threw her a little bit but she had already said to herself admitted to herself that she was in love with him yeah and boy 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 is it going to be so much fun to go back through the series and piece all this together. Yes. Huh? Yes. I'm so anxious to do it. Sadly, I only have season one, so I have to start collecting the other seasons on DVD. Uh-huh. But I'm so anxious to dive into it all over again. And yeah. just without, you know, no offense to anybody, but without, you know, live chat, without Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Without the distractions. Yeah. Without the distractions. Just to, just being able to enjoy it, you know, as the, the little show that, that could and did. Yeah. And, um, and just, will. Yeah. And will. And just uh, relive it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, sad to see it go, but loved how it went. Yes. It's been, it's just, it's a jewel. It's, it's magic in a bottle. I don't know that, you know, I've been a fan of a lot of shows over the years, but nothing like this, Mm. nothing like this. This has been special. Yeah. And I really loved the way I really do feel like this was a love letter to the fans, especially that last hour. I mean, I know that there are people that are not happy with what they feel is ambiguity in the way that it ended, but ambiguity, ambiguity. There we go with how it ended but i just i think it was a beautiful very just a perfect ending that i didn't know i wanted yeah mm-hmm. yeah yes. oh, i totally agree and and the more i think about it the more i i agree mm-hmm. yeah well i'm and i'm gonna love going back and seeing how all of it ties together we had a lot of information about the intersect mm-hmm. you know we had we mary said oh by the way that key was split between three people so that's why there was fulcrum had one mm-hmm. part. Um, the ring had one part and then Volkov had one part, which he gave to Beckham without her knowing it. How cool was that? Yeah. <laughs> it was, she'd been wearing it the whole time. Yeah. That was really neat. I liked that they brought her in in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fact that the intersect was actually a learning tool. Mm. It was never meant to be a weapon, which makes it all of a sudden so much more consistent that that Stephen Bartowski would have been working on it, knowing how mm-hmm. he felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why it wasn't working for other people that were trying to use it as a weapon. Yes, you know yes. when they were trying to get the Gretas, trying to put it in the Gretas, and it was mal- malfunctioning because the motives weren't correct. I don't know if there was that kind of, um, you know, that kind of bio technology mm-hmm. and built into it to know what the motives were but chuck always had pure motives yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he he always oh my gosh he always was using it as a learning tool yeah yeah it was always meant to be a learning tool whoa right. i just my mind just blew yeah well <laughs> and and you know that that flash when he was a kid we still don't know exactly what happened there but i i'm just let's just say that that was a pure flash because at that point the the key wouldn't have been split up because mm-hmm. it was still in development. Mm-hmm. So when he got that pure flash, 
I'm wondering if that that prepared his brain to be able to to take the intersect oh. later. Yeah, I think that was. Uh, yeah, I think that's a major reason why his brain was able to handle it. Yeah. Later on, even though it did need the governor at some points, you know, until Ellie was able to go in and fix whatever mm-hmm. that malfunction was. Um, but now he has the pristine intersect. Yes. And I don't know if that means that Ellie needs to fix that one issue again or not, but he has the pristine intersect. And I think that's, that's a really, was a nice way to send it off really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All the fans that wanted Chuck to have the intersect back yeah. were satisfied. Yeah. I mean, they, there's some disgruntlement that he got it back and then it didn't even help him, um, dis- uh, diffuse the, the bomb, you know, that it was Sarah who remembered. But, um, yeah. but that's okay. He's, he has it now. Yeah. And he's the only one that should have it. We've seen it over and over and over again. He is the only one that should have it. And I think knowing that it's a teaching tool, wow, that just makes so much sense. Well, well even in, in the pilot, the intersect got him into that room, mm-hmm. but it was it was not the intersect that allowed them to defuse that bomb it was the right. it was all Chuck. yeah it was all chuck yeah. and so here he was he was it was totally natural because he was looking to the intersect now to try to figure this out mm-hmm. and it took sarah reminding him no it's not the intersect that's going to uh, do this yeah it's you chuck it's always been you yeah yeah wow boy more and more layers mm-hmm. yeah yeah Oh, so it really was a powerful, powerful conclusion. Yeah, mm. very, very much so. Mm-hmm. And I like that we left it with Beckman basically saying, "If you guys want to come work Bye. with me again, mm-hmm. you know where you, to find me. You know where to find me." Yeah. yeah. So they have that, but you know, I, I think they'll probably stick with the uh, anti-cyber terrorism thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, it's it's I yeah, and I love the fact that nobody died. I know, man. People yeah. were so worried about that. And oh I just, yeah could not fathom how they would do that they couldn't that's not the show yeah who and who would they yeah yeah that's not the show i've been watching for the last five years no yeah. nor is a miscarriage yeah. which no pretty vicious hate mail about that one well and, and also also i i love the fact and and i know there were a lot of people that, that wanted sarah to be pregnant at the end of it mm-hmm. but you, when you think about it that alone starts to limit their options of where they could go with a possible movie or extension of some kind, mm-hmm. where if they leave it like this, they could always get her pregnant after that. Mm-hmm. But leaving it like this, if you look at every single one of the story angles, everything, everything is wide open for where they could take the story. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we said, as we said earlier, what if this Sarah found out she was pregnant? What if the Sarah oh, yeah. that we left on the beach with Chuck found out she was pregnant? That would be a huge freak out. Mm-hmm. Plus, they couldn't have sent her through all of those fight scenes if she'd been pregnant. That's no. not, I mean, again, that's not the show. They wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, that was all Sarah. Yeah. She did not have the intersect. I had to email Feedback and ask because it sure looked like she had the intersect, some of those moves, but no, that oh, was all Sarah. And speaking about that. Wasn't mm-hmm. it fun when she did the exact same things that Bryce did in the intersect yes! facility? I love that. It was even the same bomb. Yeah, and she and but that's totally consistent too, because he was her partner, and so, yeah, so she, would- she would know all this stuff, and possibly even um, now. The, okay, this gets a little funny because he was he was rogue at that time. Yeah. We think, 
and we still don't know exactly maybe like thinking about this pre-burbank sarah maybe she did know a little more than she let on about about this plan or or whatever who knows anyway stuff to to what it was that conjecture conjecture yeah speculate speculate yeah Mm -hmm. interesting speculation how much really did she know did she know more than we think about uh about bryce's plans I don't know that there's support for that, but I think a case could be made. Yeah. Yeah. But at any rate, it was fun to have her do the same sliding under the table and kicking the window up and all that stuff. And then instead of escaping through the ceiling like Bryce did, they check in in the floor. Casey, we're in the floor. Yeah. That was cool. There was a lot of mirroring of that. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of things that they, it was a callback, but it was done in sort of an opposite like morgan landing the helicopter instead of chuck yeah yeah you know and yeah just, oh you uh, mean casey just, um yeah sorry um yeah um chuck being the one to bring it down yes yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. but like he did in helicopter mm-hmm. but casey being the one in the, in the helicopter yeah whereas in helicopter it was casey on the roof and chuck bringing the helicopter down yeah yeah you know, so it was all these callbacks, but done in a just kind of a new sort of twisted way. Mm. So cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yes. many, so many callbacks. So yeah. thank you, Chris Fedak. Yeah. Excellent oh, yeah. Just job. brilliantly yeah. written. Brilliantly yeah. written. Well written. And um, episode 12 was um, uh, uh, LeFranc and Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weren't they Fantastic. both? I thought they were both. Fedak wrote the finale. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. and yeah, LaFranc and Judkins wrote the um, twelve. So yeah, Robbie has directed all of the finale, all six possible finales of the series. So I really feel like this—he was the best person to have done this one. You know, it was, I feel really good about that they put it in his hands to to finish the series. It seemed like they couldn't have chosen anyone better. And then they chose uh, for five twelve. I think it was Jay. I'm gonna butcher his last name. Chen. Chinandeskar? Mm, yeah. I don't know. Not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. He was, um, he directed several episodes in seasons one and two, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was back for this episode. And I thought that was for the penultimate episode of the series. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I, I do, this is a total tangent, total side note. Um, but of course, there were a lot of blog entries this week about the the end of chuck uh, some really great ones and i urge everybody to go back and look but i do want to mention that i i did a personal um goodbye chuck blog on at chuckpodcast.com and i i invite everybody to to check it out um and in particular i wanted to say a huge thank you to there was there were so many incredibly kind comments um about about the blog on twitter um, and in particular, some some of the people inside the show were were just I'm just stunned by how um, appreciative they were and and the words that they use. So so thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And do check that out at chuckpodcast.com. It's called Goodbye Chuck, the little engine that could. Yeah. And we have the official Chuck support group <laughs> over on ChuckTV.net. Yeah. And- kind of help you guys get through this and and it seems to be working and in there and you know all week i've been getting emails i don't know if liz has too but we've been you know email you guys have been sending in the emails and leaving comments on the forum and on the site 
you know, with your, your thanks and just kind of some memories of being part of the checktv.net community and the podcast too. And, um, that's been really lovely and we really, really appreciate that. You may have made us cry a few times. Yeah. <laughs> last night, you guys were all sending out your tweets on thanking, thanking us and gray and the podcast and the website and, and I actually tweeted, you guys are making me cry as much as the show is. Yeah. <laughs> and it was true. Yeah. 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 So big, big thank you. And a lot of you have asked us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of you have said, you know, that this is, you're going to miss the the site and the podcast um, almost as much as you're going to miss the show. And that's a that's, really. That says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, it, it, makes it worth the, the hours and the stress, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But, so I guess uh, this is a good point to segue further. I think so. Yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of. So so we're going to have uh, our last sponsor message. And then, uh, of course, we have no spoilers. Wish we did. But um, oh. we will be concluding with a couple of things. One is where to find us looking f- toward the future. And also, um, we w- will show a few photos and videos from the finale parties, so you don't want to miss those. That's right. Red Giant's Magic Bullet Suite can give you Hollywood-style looks and special effects as simply as with a single click. For a short time only, get Magic Bullet Mojo for only $49. Starting your own podcast? You need an audio interface to get sound in. Go to presonus.com for a wide range of affordable yet high quality options. And if you're a photographer, you can get a lot more out of your camera with high dynamic range photography, made possible by Photomatics software. And we're back. And so what we're gonna do right now, um, and probably in the midst of us talking, is I'm gonna roll some of the pictures and, and videos um, that were taken at the finale parties. And, and I hope uh, by the time I'm, I've finished editing, this that there are more but uh, we do have some and uh and as well we're going to talk a little bit about where you can find us it's january 27th and we're here at subway in toronto and uh we're actually dominating the subway everybody here is going to watch the chuck finale and here we go over at this table the kids. the kids table and Gildish on Twitter and Judy Pellin and her husband, the winner of the Whiskey Rocks competition, my son Terrence, from the very first podcast opening, Michelle, and more from the first podcast opening, there's Louise. Are you taping this? Because that just ruined the song. <laughs> and break from the original podcast opening. Love this one. Love this. And one subway play madly working away. And now we're on our way. Go subway. Go. Go Sarah. Nobody ever gives them jokes enough. Well, you can find us all over the place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, 
Chuck was our first fan site, but not our last. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, together. So I think our biggest one right now is um, true-blood.net. And we do a weekly podcast over there. So if you're going to miss our smiling faces, you can see us over there. Um, again, true-blood.net. And that's, of course, for the HBO show True Blood, which hits its fifth season this summer. Yep. This- Yes, and then we have our NiceGirlsTV.com, where Mel and I head up a group, a great group of, uh, of ladies that get together, and we actually focus on strong female characters in television today, both in front of the camera and behind the camera. So don't miss us over there. We're, we talk about a whole lot of shows, many of which you guys are watching already. Mm-hmm. And you may recognize some of the names over there from the Chuck fandom, Freya. The wonderful fans, uh, fan fiction writer is writing for us over there now. She just started recently. Uh, Jan, happy days. She's been covering uh, Bones and Psych and Fringe for us. Um, who else from? Oh, Alavaria. Yeah. Uh, I think it's her Twitter. It's, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorry, Karen, but at least I didn't forget you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kept forgetting to include her in my emails to the nice little bit. Um, but she's she's writing for us as well. Um, and Kay, who does the recaps on ChuckTV.net, she's covering a couple of shows for us at NiceGirlsTV.com too. So, you know, when we find the good ones, we find a way to keep them around. Uh, <laughs> but there's, yeah, you'll find several familiar faces over there. Yeah. Um, as well as maybe some recommendations for some other shows that you might like. Mm-hmm. But we also recently launched OnceUponAFanSite.com, and that's for the show Once Upon a Time on mm. um, ABC which we both Liz and I just fell in love with. We saw the pilot over the summer and just have been thrilled with it. We kind of, we were debating whether or not to open a fan site for that one because we were so invested in, you know, the final season of Chuck and we didn't really know if we had the time or the energy, but here, you know, as we got to the end, we decided, you know what, we think that could be a new obsession. So (laughs) nothing will ever be the same as Chuck, but I think that'll be, um, it's gonna it's a good one it's a really good yeah Mm yeah and um and then if you were thinking about building a fan site of your own why liz tell them all about it we have build a better fan site.com which uh, we just launched just recently and uh, we're actually going to be celebrating a grand opening of sorts pretty soon probably within the next week or so we were really really waiting for um the chuck um, thing to the finale to finish out and play out and, you know, just really wanted to focus on that this week. So, um, but you know, yeah, we're going to teach you everything we know, everything that we've learned over the years about building a fan site and all the ins and outs and some of the pitfalls that we can maybe warn you against some of the tools that you can use. And, um, we hope that, you know, it's going to be a help to you if you want to start your own fan site. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited about that. It's actually been in the works for uh, two years now. Yeah. Um, We've just had, you know, Chuck and True Blood have taken a lot of our time. Um, So we, but we finally got to the point where we felt like we were ready to start sharing some of that. Mm -hmm. So, and of course you can find us at ChuckTV.net. The site is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's sticking around. And there, there will be a lot to talk about. I mean, where the cast are are headed to different projects Mm and uh, lots and lots of stuff. Yeah, all kinds of wrap-ups. We have some fun things planned. We have our traditional survey that should be up now that you can go take, the the fan survey, the big. And this, of course, is a really big one since it's all five years. I mean, we're dealing with season five, but also all five years. 
Um, and then we have some of those um, tournaments, you know, that we did, the villains and the songs, the sing-off. Mm-hmm. From, that we now need to do the season five. Since that's over, we need to do the season five section of that and then have the ultimate showdown of both of those. And um, we have a really cool Chuck by the Numbers infographic that we've been working with someone to produce that I think you guys are going to get a real kick out of and uh, have a lot of fun, just kind of a really fun way to remember all five seasons. So some of the the just ways that this show has been unique. Yeah. Mm. Pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> very, 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 very neat stuff. And of course, on Twitter, definitely, if, if you're not on Twitter by this point, get on Twitter. Yes. Because that's a great way to connect. And we'll still be running uh, the ChuckTV.net uh, Twitter handle. And of course, you can always find Liz at Pearls of Wisdom. So. Yep. Very, very cool. And, and Gray, where will they find you? Oh, there's, again, lots of places you can find me. Um, one, actually, a really, really th- a cool thing that I forgot to mention is that, um, again, CNN uh, gave some great Chuck coverage. They and par- part of it was they interviewed yours truly for a tiny little mention in, in their Geek Out blogs. But it's there. And, and go to the Geek Out blogs at, at uh, CNN. And you can get. I'll put links in the podcast post about that. Um, so very, very cool. And they're still open to iReports. If you as a Chuck fan want to send in your iReports to CNN, they would love to have them. Um, your sort of post-finale thoughts. And uh, and so definitely go to, uh, to CNN to find out about how you can do that. But in terms of finding me personally, there's lots of places. You can, of course, go to tvwriterpodcast.com. There are interviews with writers and show creators of all types. I've had some really, really cool ones on. If you like Veronica Mars, I had Rob Thomas, the creator of uh, Veronica Mars on. Um, the the showrunner for V and Human Target, of course, ex-Chucksters, Matt Miller and, and Scott Rosenbaum. The, uh, the show uh, creator and runner of Warehouse 13, Jack Kinney. Um, lots and lots of amazing interviews on that site and plenty more coming as well. Um, there's a, a Twitter database on that site of almost a thousand TV writers on Twitter. So if you're ever wondering how to find the, the Twitter handles of writers of the other shows that we're watching, that's a great resource to, to be able to find them. So go to tvwriterpodcast.com for that as well. And r- I'm really, really excited. Again, something that I've been waiting for Chuck to end to start is um, a new podcast that I'll be starting around... April or so called Script Podcast. And what that is, is interviews with feature film writers. And an interesting thing with feature film writers is I think it's a much sort of broader audience where um, people don't necessarily get as much into TV writing in general, like, you know, your housewife in Alabama um, is not necessarily interested in in the TV writers, but I think a lot a lot of people have a fascination with feature films and how they're written, and so that that will be at scriptpodcast.com. There's just a placeholder there right now, but watch for that, and of course you can watch my Twitter for when uh, uh, that's going to come. And also I've registered gray-jones.com, and you can watch that again somewhere around April May. I'm going to be launching a personal site where you can have kind of a hub to all of my projects. Um, cause there's just a lot going on. You can always go to my YouTube channel, which is Graham A. Jones. And, uh, I post a lot of videos there that might be of interest to you. You can always find me on Twitter and, it, and I'd be very, very happy to link with you through Facebook and or LinkedIn. Um, look for 
Graham A. Jones on both of those, or you can just send an email and, and uh, I'd be happy to, to link up with you. But please always put a message with your, with your friend request uh, so that I know where you found me because, of course, there are spammers on, on these places. And so if you are, just send a message and I'd be happy, happy to connect with you. Um, beyond that, mail at chuckpodcast.com. We'll send an email to all three of us. So if you ever want a for sure way to connect with us, that's a great way to do it. And that will be up in perpetuity or at least as long as the the podcast site is up. Yep. And of course, you can always email mel at checktv.net and liz at checktv.net if you want one of us. Yep. And they're coming in thick and fast right now. (laughs) We're getting to you. We're getting to you. I promise. We'll get to you. Yeah. Oh, oh, and actually something I, I, I guess has been kind of... Maybe should have been obvious, but if you ever want to send an email to like one of the writers, like Rafe or Lauren or or somebody like that, um, we'd be happy to aggregate those and and send them along. Say, for instance, uh, uh, there's there's been a couple of times where like for Amanda Kate Schumann, one of the new writers for Chuck, where we gathered a bunch of messages together and sent them along. Um, so I, we're totally open to that kind of thing. Um, though, of course, if you, uh, if you want to send direct to Warner brothers, you can do that too. Yeah. But we should note that that is just like for the writers and stuff. We're not, we're not a fan mail base yeah, yeah, for yeah. the actors that needs to go through their proper channels, which is usually their publicist or manager. So, yeah. And, yeah. and we don't tend to, um, have direct connections to everybody. We, we also will go through those channels. So it's not necessarily an, an advantage to go through us. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so I think that's it for this marathon look at the goodbye, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> and watch for us uh, toward the end of February. Uh, we will have more coming. Yep. And we will go. We'll give you the opportunity to submit your questions for Chris as well. But hold off on it. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Wait until simmer. we put out the call. S- yeah, yeah. Simmer for a couple of weeks, and there will be other post finale interviews with them on yes. other sites. Um, so go through those first, and then we'll take questions sort of around the second week, third week of February. Right. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks for a wonderful five seasons supporting the podcast, and we will see you again soon. Bye, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're in Toronto, and we want to see you.